Welcome to Widow's Might Because Life Happens, podcast number 12. There's no music today. It's January 25th, and today marks two years since my husband passed away. I didn't think it was going to be such a hard day, but it actually is turning out to be quite the hard day. And, well... I find myself reflecting on so many things that I've learned over the past two years when out of nowhere, despite all of my hopes, the bottom fell out from underneath my world. And in that time, I've discovered so many things that I never knew about myself, about my family. It's actually quite dysfunctional without their dad around. My girls miss him and they're suffering the wrong concept in their minds that God maybe took him away from them. Somehow this is God's fault. I think a lot of people must turn their mindsets to that thought processes that somehow it's God that did this to them and now we should hate him because he's the one to be angry at. If he holds the world in his hands, then why is my loved one gone? But there are so many factors involved in death that none of us have a right to question this God who created the universe. That's how I see it. It's how I saw it when my sister died, when my daughter died, when my husband died. Despite all of my dreams and my desires and my prayers and and I... And I held on tightly to the idea, the concept that just maybe he was going to come back. Like so many that I've listened to in podcasts or uh, testimonials on the YouTube channel. Talking about life after death. So many. And yet the many are just a fraction of the number of deaths that happen throughout the course of a day. Throughout the course of a, a week, a month, a year a decade, a century, just a fraction, a minute fraction. So why did I expect it? I didn't expect it, I just hoped it. I guess I live a lot of my life on hope. I have such dreams and I have an idealistic heart set, I guess. I keep thinking everything is going to work out just wonderfully. Everything is just going to find its way and... It's kind of what God promises us, that he's going to make the way. He's going to make everything to come together the way it's supposed to. But the thing that I forget at times is that there are variables there too. God doesn't commandeer our steps. He just makes a path and then we make choices. And if our choices are such that his will is not actually followed, then then we get what we get. And he's not to blame. The idea of free will and humanity was a risk he took. He took the risk that we would choose to love him. He took the risk that we would choose to trust him. And most of humanity doesn't. Most of humanity chooses not to even believe he exists or that hell exists or that there is a heaven that's not my choice. My choice is to believe that, that all of those things are real. 
more real than even this world that we're living in. And that everything that we experience while we're here is necessary. This is the purgatory to me that Dante Alighieri wrote about in his Dante's Inferno. This is it. This is where I test the waters. This is where I make my mistakes. This is where I try to do everything I can, everything within my capacity, everything within my reach to make this life better, to make this life worth living, to make this life not just better for me, but better for others, people around me, the people who he's placed in my sphere of influence. And I talk about that a lot, the sphere of influence, because we are, we are in of ourselves, his vessels, if we know him. And if we follow him, and if we listen to him, then we'll get the best out of what he has to offer. If we follow the path he's laid down for us, then we'll reap the blessings that he's sown into us. Because he does, he sows so many blessings into us every single day. Even our mistakes are blessings. Because we can learn from them. This is all a life lesson. And when I get to stand before his face, I don't want to just hear him say, good and faithful servant, well done. I want to hear him tell me about the ways that it could have been just that little bit better, just that little bit sharper, just that little bit keener, just that little bit stronger, just that little bit more courageous. So I am making a promise to myself and I don't know if I can keep it, but I'm going to try. I am going to try because <laughs> that's all I have. We can only make an effort and he will take care of the rest. We can only make an effort to do our best. And if the people around us don't understand or if the people around us don't cooperate, that has nothing to do with it at all because there are always roadblocks and obstacles in every, on every path that a person takes. Detours, construction, destruction, especially in the life of believers. We have an enemy that's out to make our lives difficult. And so we have to fight harder. We have to be stronger. We have to learn to hear God's voice and walk a more wise walk. Try to be blameless in as much as we're able, but not to the point where we don't live. He doesn't want us not to live. He promises us life abundant. And that's the beauty of it. Even in the midst of this grief I'm experiencing today, I know there's life abundant waiting on the horizon. It's just out there. It's just, it's, it's, it's within my grasp. It's, it's within my reach. And I have to make the effort to find the path and walk on it. His path. That's the one I want. Not mine. Mine is a counterfeit imitation. A poor duplicate. Not even... I think I know what I want. I think I know what I believe. 
But all of it is wrapped up in just one thing. God is good. If I didn't believe that, then today would be horrible for me. Today would be uh, beyond my description. And yes, I'm crying. Yes, I'm mourning. Yes, I'm sad. Because the memories that I have and the ones that my children are texting me with pictures and words of encouragement, reminders, well, they wouldn't all exist if I didn't have that person in my life in the first place. And it was worth having that person in my life. This grief is worth having that person in my life. I would go through all of the fights we ever had all over again if I could have him back into my life, but I can't. So I'm compelled to move forward and somehow allow God to build a new life for me. I've discovered that my family is dysfunctional without my husband. I can't change that. My children are adults. And this is a glimpse for me of what their world would be like when I'm gone if they choose to live without God in their lives. If they choose to shun the Jesus I love, then their lives will break and they will, their relationships will end. They'll each walk their own way and they'll be acquaintances rather than beloved family members. I don't want that for them, but I can't make their choices. So I'm going to begin to make my own. I am going to begin to make my own. I'm making the decision to do the things that I've always hoped to do. There are so many, there are so many things that I used to dream about before my husband came into my world. And he did that when I was only 14, 16, by the time I got married. And... Well, my hopes, my dreams, my, my, my desires for where I was going to go, what I was going to do, what I was going to be, they all fell, through the, all fell through the net. But he caught me in it. And a little bit like a web, a little bit like a spider's web, I was stuck. Once I was in that web, I was stuck. Because when I love, I do it with everything in me. I am not going to hold back. That's the one thing I know that God doesn't want us to do. He doesn't want us to hold love back. He is love. He gives us love. And so I don't regret the years in between my hopes and dreams that fell away. And now, now is my chance to pick it all up and try again. And there are things I'll never be able to do just because of the years that have gone by in between. But there are things that I can do. Maybe like learning how to ride a motorcycle. I think I might try to do that. I think I might try and get a motorcycle license. And I mean, I probably wouldn't buy a motorcycle. I'd buy myself a Vespa. I don't think I would be strong enough to commandeer a motorcycle. But a Vespa? Well, I think I could do that. I want to try it anyway. I always dreamed of it when I was a kid. I dreamed of one day riding off on a motorcycle somewhere, anywhere, just riding, just riding, just looking out on the horizon and seeing what caused me to feel 
Like I needed to walk or go that way. And, um, and so here's the time. I don't believe in you're too old to do this or you're too old to do that. I don't, I've never believed that. I remember hearing one time that there was a 99-year-old woman who finally got a doctorate in her family you know, just had abandoned her at some point in time because they thought she was crazy. But hey, if you're 99 and you have a brain sharp enough to get a doctorate degree, I say go for it. You go for it. Because it means you're still alive. You're not dead. You are not dead. And as long as you're on this earth, you need to live. I don't want to exist. I've never wanted to exist. And maybe that's too much for some people. Maybe my kids are going to think I've lost my mind but it doesn't even matter because at this point in time after two years of being alone and experiencing excruciating loss I'm not ready to keep living this way and I won't so this podcast doesn't have any music attached to it not because I don't want to put music on it but because I'm not at my regular place of recording. I don't have access to my regular computer. I'm doing this on my cell phone. But as raw as it is, I'm going to post it. And I invite you to email me in. Tell me I'm crazy. Go ahead. Try it. Or talk to me. Share something with me. I'm here. And so are you. And just maybe, because we're both alive, just maybe we can share something and commiserate and learn something from one another. So I invite you to email at emtee5578 at gmail.com. That's mt5578 at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you. In the meantime, I hope you have a great day today. And I hope that you're blessed. God bless you. Ciao for now.